Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending us refreshing rain. As we are excited about the coming of a fall weather, we pray that your words rejuvenate our hearts and renew our minds today. Help us, dear Holy Spirit, with the inspiration and illumination so that we will confirm our lives to the love and will of Christ, our Savior and the Lord today. In his precious name we pray. Amen. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 4, 6 to 10. 1 Timothy chapter 4, 6 to 10. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truth of the faith and of the good teachings that you have followed. Have nothing to do with a godless myth and all wives' tales. Rather, train yourselves to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness have a value for all things, holding promise for both present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is a savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Yesterday we saw Paul's condemning the false efficient teachers and their unbiblical ascetic spiritual, spirituality. Today, Paul calls Timothy and us to exercise healthy, healthy biblical athletic spirituality. So I intentionally call, uh, coined the term athletic spirituality in contrast to ascetic spirituality. With the analogy of athletic training, Paul tells us to use our discipline in the right way, that is, for our godliness. Verse 7, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. And godliness of God's people was Paul's intense concern, especially in his pastoral letters. The word godliness appears 15 times in the New Testament, 13 times in Paul's pastoral letters. And Paul's pastoral letters are short letters. 1st, 2nd Timothy and Titus, they are all short letters. But there, Paul intensifies his concern for godliness of God's people. And guess how many times in 1st Timothy has this word godliness? Whopping nine times. Greek word for godliness is a eusebia, eusebia. And uh, I didn't know, you know, there was a famous uh, 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 Portuguese soccer player in 1970, a guy named Eusebius. He scored 780 goals, you know, it's a lot of goals as soccer player, one of the top scorers. His name was Eusebius. They came from godliness. Well, anyway, godliness, Eusebius, uh, came from two words. You in Greek means good. And seboia or sevia means revere or worship. So good eusebia means good reverence or good piety. Now, for Paul, godliness is not a static stained glass word. It is active, kinetic, 
kinetic obedience that springs from reverence, reverent awe of God. Godliness is not a piety as we generally think of it, that upturned, you know, upturned eyes and folded hands. Godliness cannot be cloistered. Godly among us are those whose reverent worship of God always flows into obedience throughout the week. Paul today tells us that in order to grow godliness, we must train ourselves like athletes. You know, we all exercise with a certain objectives in mind. June, you know, runs to prepare for marathon. I walk to relieve my stress and refocus with the prayers. Now, training of a godliness requires two things in today's passage, diet and discipline, diet and discipline. First, let's look at the diet. Verse 6, Paul said, nourished. Be nourished on the truth of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed and have nothing to do with the godless myth and good or old wives' tales. No athlete can have a bad diet. Most professional athletes have a professional dietitians and nutritionists in their staff. I remember the testimony of Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. He said after, after marrying Giselle Bunchen, you know, the, he changes a diet radically to whole food and plant-based food. And he said his recovery uh, was uh, faster than before and, uh, you know, um, uh, and fuller. And now, by good diet here, Paul means the truth of the gospel and apostolic teaching. We need both the Bible and solid theological teaching. And also for good diet, Paul tells us here to reject useless truth and bad teachings. Essential to the healthy giving spiritual diet is a rejection of a spiritual junk food. Paul described here godless myth and old wife tales. Junk teaching, junk spiritual food. I must say, we have a lot of junk teachings. I see, you know, I see actually a lot and on TV, YouTube, and podcast. Yes. Even in podcasts, that's the new territory I'm exploring these days. And when I hear the not a good teaching, you know, I actually give a feedback. I give a, you know, the, you know one star. And uh, I, you know, I, wanna, I want to tell you that feel free to double check with me if you find the new profound, fascinating, you know, teachings about God. Because I find there's so many spiritual junk food. Just uh, you know, a few months ago, a family member was excited about uh, some secret biblical truth with the Hebrew words in the Genesis. He was basically, you know, sharing that a uh, Bible quote, some of the you know, some of the some of the idiotic, moronic teachings of a book called the Bible Codes. And uh, so again, double check with me. Paul is saying that Timothy, you need to continually feed yourself with a with the gospel and apostolic teaching to be a good minister of Christ. The word for minister here is a diaconus, deacon, the servant. You know, effective, you know, uh, service and ministering always comes from studying of God's word. So here is my actually constant prayer, uh, prayer request. 
When you pray for me, your pastor, please pray that the Holy Spirit deepen my appetite for God's word and continually broaden and enlighten my perspective with God's truth and heart. You know, I remember the warning of John Stuart, great English evangelical pastor, who said that an evangelical minister that does not study will eventually become a sentimentalist by midlife in their preaching and means depending primarily on repertoire of cliches and the sappy stories that tug at the heartstrings. <laughs> that, that, uh, that colorful you know, expression that you know, uh, without being a serious student of God's word, preachers, evangelical preachers, becoming, become uh, just uh, you know, uh, story tell, the, the, the tellers of uh, sappy stories that tug at the heartstrings. That is a serious warning. And uh, I, I actually see that sad reality. Some of my uh, pastor friends, who we studied together, but some lately I've seen so sad. So I don't want to be in that category. Now, Paul's famous command to exercise abruptly followed the commands to reject this uh, junk food spiritual junk food. Paul said, rather, train yourself for godliness. For whole bodily training is some physical bodily training has some value, but godliness is of, you know, spiritual value of not just for present life, but life to come. And this is, he said, this call for exercise, spiritual exercise is a trustworthy, deserve the full acceptance. That means a full attention. Here, the call to train yourself for godliness is very colorful and expressive. The word train in Greek is a gymnazo, gymnazo, from which we have English word gymnasium or gymnastic. And this word gymnazo came from Greek word gumnos, which literally means naked. In traditional Greek athletic contest, participants competed without clothing, naked. So their movement would not be hindered. By the way, it's only allowed the man to be only you know to 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 watch the uh, athletic competition in Greek, and the if a woman saw this a uh, naked man, the penalty was a death. Can you believe that? <laughs> the word gives the so this word you know the train or gymnazo or gymnos gave us. This a picture of a gym, and also almost give us this a smell of a, you know sweat, of a good works good exercise, and I have to you know uh, give a caveat here, discipline. By that Paul doesn't mean a legalism. You know, uh, discipline sounds some some people confuse the discipline with a legalism. You know, legalism is self-centered, but discipline is God-centered. Legalistic heart said, I will do this to gain my merit with God or my higher spiritual standing with others. No, but the disciplined heart says, I will do this thing because I love God and want to please God. So Paul, discipline is always connected to the grace of God. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, Paul said, by grace of God, I am who I am. By his grace toward me was 
Not in vain. On the contrary, I work harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Grace is a red blood of a disciplined life. Yes, grace is a motivation of our spiritual discipline. Paul wants us to know now the benefit of a godly discipline or spiritual exercise and training. He said, physical training has some value, but the godly spiritual training holds a promise for this present life and life to come. What does it mean? You know, Paul said the spiritual exercise is a present value as well as a future values, earthly benefits and eternal benefits. You know, I heard the story of uh, uh, Nelson Bell, uh, the father of uh, Ruth Bell, who, who was the uh, wife of uh, Billy Graham. And Nelson Bell was a missionary doctor in China and North Korea. And for several decades, he ran a huge hospital of over 500 uh, 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 beds all by himself. Yet everybody said he got up at 4.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning to read a Bible two, three hours. And Ruth Bell inherited that that her classmate at Witten College, they all said she got up at 4.30 in the morning and read the Bible a couple of hours with the prayers. No wonder God gave a Billy Graham uh, such a wife. Billy Graham didn't become a Billy Graham by himself. With a godly you know, wife, spiritually fit. And I believed in heaven we not only carry our personal earthly identity, but in heaven we continue to grow. Heaven is a heaven, our ultimate, you know, uh, uh, a dwelling place with God is where our life dreams and desires keep growing, just like a projectile. So let us step in the God's gym every day and train ourselves for godliness, not just for ourselves, for each other, for our family and our VIPs, and let's really reap the benefit of a godliness for glory of Christ. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for your words of the truth and love. We also thank you for nourishing us through your faithful teachers in our life. Help us not only eat your word, but also exercise them with a discipline. Help us to run a godly race today that we can reflect your grace and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.